GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. So uh, welcome everybody to our daily gun show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern and we talk about guns for about an hour. Uh, this is Thursday. On Thursdays we talk about travel and we talk about training. So uh, we talked a little bit about training tips last week I think. So I'm going to toggle over to travel. However, it is travel and training day so we can talk about whichever. I don't have anything uh, on the, actually, I do have something on a schedule here. I can kind of look that up and we'll see what the uh, overall grand schedule should have done today. But since I've been busy this week and doing some things earlier, helping uh, out with another show and then doing some other stuff, uh, and then I didn't come up with a specific thing. So I'm going to think about where I put that schedule uh is it here and then here and then here i did the i did start a schedule for this year's season two of this show this says 2019 so it's certainly not that and this says 22 Oh, no. Oh, this is this show. Okay. So what's today? The 7th, technically. Oh, I don't have anything. So it took all that time to find this thing, and I don't have anything in there. Like I say, it was just a, a rough sketch of a schedule or kind of stuff to throw darts towards topics. Basically, and I didn't have anything in there for today anyway. So Rob is saying, hey, from Alabama, good afternoon or good evening, I guess, depending on what time you're watching this. It's 9 o'clock in the, in the evening for me. <clears throat> so let's see. We're talking travel tips. So if anybody's got any ideas, I uh, normally have the screen sharing here, and I have the uh, comments showing up on the screen, but there's not that many people showing up. I just posted this video moments ago. So I'm guessing only certain people are going to even be alerted about this, and then only certain people are going to be awake, and then of those certain certain people, only certain ones of them are going to want to even listen to this, right? So K 
can't imagine too many people are going to show up tonight, but if you do, you're welcome. And uh, you're encouraged to leave some comments out there, or in this case, topic suggestions, questions, that kind of thing. I am not uh, an ultimate expert in traveling with or for 2A, but I have done it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's say you're traveling and I'll just start riffing. And if anybody's got anything specific, say stuff and we'll see how long I'll last. So if you're going to be traveling, first thing I'd recommend is don't just travel places and then turn around and leave. I, I guess I might have done that, but I do not do that unless I absolutely have to. And I regret the amount of time I'm not at a place. Because if you're going to travel, you're experiencing the place, right? You might as well spend some time there. Um, I don't know how I got into the uh, displeasure or the distaste of just going to the tourist places. But, uh, you know, once I figured out that you don't have to be uh, restricted to just the tourist places, I have a lot more fun exploring places that are off the you know, the typical tourist set of attractions. Uh, that being said, a man, I don't have anything against the tourist stuff, but there's so much other things you can do as well. So as part of that is the restaurants and things like that. And part of that is the, um, uh, just the other stuff we're going to talk about. So, uh, let's see. So Rob is saying beginning in 23, Alabama will have unconstitutional carry. What does that mean? You mean constitutional carry? Uh, what laws should I be aware of going state to state if I no longer have a permit? Well, I guess we can talk about that. That's technically two-way travel. So um, when you have constitutional carry in your state, that is a state of being, right? It is equivalent to taking an eraser to prohibitions so it doesn't create as much as it removes prohibitions it removes restrictions so there used to be no involvement from the state to the individual and then a lot of states most states at some point said you know what let's make it where you can't carry a concealed weapon here and here and for these reasons and over here and over here and all those laws mostly started in the 60s as a result of the uh, exploitation of fear, right? Uh, okay, I was just making sure if um, that was like some kind of specific thing that I was missing or something. So you're saying just constitutional carry, no problem. So in other words, the constitutional carry, I just explain it as it's an eraser. They, they had these laws that kind of slowly accumulated and the laws really just said, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. You can't carry here, you can't carry there. These people can't carry. In order to carry, you got to do this, that kind of stuff. And then in the 80s, we started to get people going, you know what? This is, un this is not fair anymore because it's so, there's so many people who are criminals that are walking around brave, what's the word, like not worried about the consequences of their violent actions. This isn't the way we want the world to be. So people in the 80s, 90s started to say, if there's a, if we remove the laws from concealed carry so that anybody can conceal carry, then a criminal doesn't know if there's a lethal consequence for their actions or not. A criminal would have to take 
some kind of leap of faith that the person they're about to be mean to or attack or harm isn't going to respond with lethal lethal force, isn't going to defend themselves lethally, right? And when a criminal has that decision, guess what? Criminals go do something else for a living. They certainly don't go around being mean to people and being violent to people as much. And we see that all over the place. So there was this drop in crime because of or because of concealed carry. So then there were states that had no permits or nothing. And once people were comfortable with concealed carry everywhere in the country, Illinois became the last state to prevent people from concealed carrying a long time ago, thanks to Heller and then Miller. Both of those court cases kind of forced Illinois to say, okay, we got to do concealed, we have to do uh, concealed carry permits. So now the entire country in that era was getting used to concealed carry. There was classes, people were comfortable with it. A lot of people have been doing it for a long time. Some people have been doing it for a short time, but almost everybody who wanted to could. And then we started to say things like, why do we need a permit to carry? That seems kind of stupid because it's a constitutionally protected right. It's a right that's given to us by birth from our parents or our creator, or whatever you want to say, like as we get created, like the right is you know, a thing that we claim when we wake up and become sentient. So that's a right that we have. The constitution says the right exists and the state can't prevent it or in, you know, infringe on that right. So why do we have all these laws that say we have to have a permit in order to exercise this right? So different states said, you know what Vermont does? Let's do that. Let's just not have any permits. And that's when we started to see the constitutional carry movement, which is now 25 states. Half this country has constitutional. So I'm just being long-winded because nobody else is saying anything. So that's where we're at, where everybody's been, a lot of the country at least, is really comfortable with concealed carry. And either because they do conceal carry or they know that a lot of people are concealed carrying and there's no problems from it. So nobody cares anymore. Now we have constitutional carry where people are like, well, if you don't want to bother with all decks, pain in the ass of having a permit because once in a while you want to carry, no big deal. Then you don't have to. And now a criminal can't say, well, this is a low income neighborhood. So there's a pretty good chance that nobody can afford to have a con of, you know, concealed carry permit here. So I'm just going to go around being mean to people. I'm just going to own this neighborhood because I'm pretty sure they can't do nothing about it. Well, once you make it constitutional carry, then anybody who owns a gun or borrows a gun from somebody or finds a gun or buys a gun somewhere cheap, now all of a sudden they could be carrying. And now the bad guy has to think, well, dang, anybody on this street could be carrying. I better go figure out something else to do or to go do something else somewhere else. So that's the element of constitutional carry that's pretty awesome and uh the part that you know we see that's why we see it move on from state to state so the question is how do i deal with moving state to state if i no longer have that constitutional carry or i mean if i'm exercising constitutional carry if i don't have a state issued permit First off, you can still get a state issue permit in every state that they have constitutional carry, so it is a choice. Um, so one, some states will recognize non-residents from another state with constitutional carry as their license, their driver's license, proving that they're from that state counts as their CCW. 
So that depends on the state you're in. So in other words, I don't know all the states off the top of my head. I mean, I don't know what the positions of all the states are off the top of my head. So I don't know if you want to use one as an example because it would sound bad. But if one state that you're in because you're traveling there and you're constitutional carry at home, you don't have a permit, you don't need one. So you're just carrying whenever you feel like it. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe it's nobody's business, right? You got the right to. So you're exercising the right to or not to. It's your business. Now, when you leave the state, you decide to travel with your firearm for whatever reasons or your business. And you go, okay, I'm going to travel with my firearm. Now, how do what you, you know, somebody stops you in another state and they're like, hey, what do you got a firearm on or what? And then you're like, yeah, I guess I do. And then they're like, all right, well, what's the deal? You got your carry permit? Then you got to go, well, I don't have a carry permit because in my state we've got constitutional carry. Well, that police officer, that law enforcement person in that state may understand that because it's a border state or there's a lot of people in that state that travel. You know, if everybody, I don't know, does everybody in Mississippi go to Arkansas to some hot springs? Because uh, Arkansas has springs. I don't know. So if there's some place that's a tourist destination and they're used to seeing everybody from this other state, I can't imagine too many law enforcement aren't used to things that are common. So if they're used to a bunch of people from one state who have constitutional carry showing up with their guns in their state, more than likely they're going to understand the deal and they're going to say something to the effect of, here's the deal and here's what I expect from you. So I think that's the gist of it is most of the time you're kind of out of luck, but sometimes the state that you're traveling to will recognize your driver's license as your carry permit from the state that doesn't require a carry permit, but you can't depend on that. The good part is the reason it's in flux, the reason it's or because it's it is in flux and that's the reason that it's it's a good time that it's in flux it's not in flux because people aren't sure how to infringe more or how to apply the new infringements it's the other way around because there's a loosening of restrictions and an overall tendency for folks to trust each other and to recognize that the ability to own property and carry it around isn't violent by nature and isn't any more dangerous in fact it's less dangerous than living in a world where you prevent good people from preventing evil. Uh, so as people become more familiar with that, more comfortable with it, you're going to see fewer and fewer people being concerned about it. For example, if you are driving along and you're from a state that is reckless. Now, there's a couple of states out there that few of them will, will admit it, but there's some reckless states out there. And they drive around being reckless. They listen to the music too loud. They're just reckless. And then they travel because it's a free country. They'll travel to some other state that's sane and sober and rational. And when those reckless people come in there and do whatever, they might be well within the law, but they're just doing it in such a loud and obnoxious way that you know they're from out of state. Nobody goes over to them and says, hey, let me see your driver's license. Let me see if you got a permit for your license plates or whatever stupid thing right nobody cares nobody's like hey let me see if you've got a uh, library card or whatever other thing like a voter's id i don't know say name something so right now people are all worried about guns because they're being told to worry about guns because there's a political advantage right to the whole exploitation and marginalization of gun owners so that part of it's frustrating but at some point that'll 
dissipate and it'll be more like that driver's license. Yeah, we all have a different driver's license in our wallet, but unless we're getting a ticket or maybe buying something with a like a credit card and they want to verify who you are, like you're not pulling out that license for nothing because nobody really cares. And I figure because we're already in a country where 50 of the states have constitutional or 50 of the states have concealed carry, meaning that anybody who feels like it can figure out a way to carry a concealed carry firearm, either with some sort of a permit or not. And then like legally with a permit or not. And then 25 of the 50 states, which is most of them at this point, is uh, you don't even have to get a permit or whatever. You can just carry if you feel like it. If you're legally able to own, then you can carry pretty much however you feel like it. I mean, some states have some regulations, but aside from things that are national, like schools and voting places and uh, nuclear power plants and jails, places that you would expect police are going to control the place and not individuals, uh, then you're not going to be welcome with a firearm at a jail, right? You don't be, you're not going to go visit somebody with a gun. That makes sense. And uh, you're not going to go to a court with a gun anymore. Back in the olden days, I think they did. But uh, aside from those couple of places uh, in constitutional carry states, pretty much do what you want. And guess what? No, nobody cares. Nothing happens. It's uh, sort of like when they said, oh, you no longer have to tell us where you're driving. You can just drive wherever you want. You don't have to have a reason to get in your car and start it up and go somewhere. In fact, you can drive around without some kind of uh, itinerary filed with the local police. Remember when they restrict, when they, when they eased up on that whole law? You know, for a long time, you had to tell the police where you were going to drive to. <clears throat> and if you had a certain size car, you know, you would have to do even more procedures. And you could have only a certain amount of gas in your car. They didn't want you having too much gas in there because then you could go pretty far. So if they said, you know, even if you got a 30-gallon gas tank, if you only put 10 gallons at a time in there, you're not going to be able to be as reckless. You know, you're not going to be able to drive as far, or do as many things. You're going to have to slow down. So whenever they raised up those restrictions, everybody just started, you know, driving where they wanted and doing whatever. Nobody was popping wheelies or burning out just because they could, even though they had the freedom to. Anyway, went off on a tangent with that one, but... Uh, effectively you're kind of out of luck that's why i recommend traveling since we're talking about two-way travel get a get your concealed carry permit in the state that you live in what even if you don't need one yeah why because it's cool one it's pretty awesome chicks dig it two uh it increases the numbers it's a way that we can say to each other hey we're gun owners you know why because i got this permit that says i'm gun carrier or whatever um, now, if you live in California, obviously, there's going to be a bunch of people that are like, oh, no, we're told not to because one bad thing happened to all of us. Yeah, a bad thing happened. From what I understand, it's happened before. And unfortunately, it could happen to any of us at any time. They win when we don't do things because what might happen. So what might happen is whoever figured they would do that without any kind of consequences or repercussions might get caught. And they might go to prison for a long time. And that might stop anybody else from doing such a Yahoo thing. You know what else might happen? We might get rid of the whole list concept in the whole place. Because there was a, a many decade uh, common chant from the other side that 
There's nothing to be worried about with a registry. There's nothing to be worried about. Well, that's over now. They can't say that ever again because we have tangible proof that it is a bad thing. That's a new song. We win. So I'm going to say get your CCW permit. Get it so that you're on the roster, even though there's the potential for being bad. Uh, get it so that more people in your state know, so that the representatives who are looking around for who the different um, communities and who the different industries are that they should pay attention to, uh, that's an indicator that, you know, there's more of us because we have to be licensed. And then work on getting rid of the license system in your state, if you can. If you got constitutional carry and you're getting a license anyway, let's move on because that could be an endless loop. That's the problem. If you have constitutional carry like we do here in Arizona and you can get a concealed carry permit like we can in Arizona, they eat themselves from both ends. It doesn't ever end. You always have justification to not have the other one, which gives you the freedom to have the other one. So it's nice to have both if you can and i can understand it if people don't want to have both but let's say you're not all worried about that and you do have your concealed carry permit what that's going to do for you is when you go into a gun shop you don't have to waste a bunch of time like a sucker which is handy i don't know when i got my ccw for the first time so i can't really remember I think one time I forgot it or something happened. I think I have bought a gun with a 4473 where they had to call it in since 2000. So in the last 22 years, but it's been very rarely. So they don't need to call your stuff in with a CCW and that just makes things better. seems like you got the VIP treatment, but mainly it's just more effective and efficient because if there's stuff and something going on or some kind of weirdness, then uh, like stress or scarcity or just concern and everybody rushes the gun shop to buy stuff if you've got to wait for a phone call you're just behind the eight ball if you can get your purchase and be out of there without a phone call that's what the permit pro provides it costs money and that money in most states only pays for the people who run the system so, so again i don't want to get too far into it but if you like it and you're down with it, get one. Then when you're trans when you're going into other states, you've got a card that says in my state, I had a background check and I passed it and I've given or the state has given me the authority to carry around my firearm whenever I feel like it, as long as I abide by the rules, right? So that can go a long way if someone in another state is questioning your anything, period, right? They're questioning you. You got that CCW, that's a, a thing in your favor. Now, uh, for lots of reasons, you can extrapolate that all over the place, but you know, there's lots of places where aren't necessarily like law enforcement. Uh, just, you know, you're trying to uh, pawn your watch or something like, hey, look, I got a CCW. Like I'm not a five by night, I'm, I'm established in the state I'm in. It's like having a, uh, you know, some other credential. So it's a nice credential to have. Maybe that's the way to say it. All right. So and, and so I think having uh, it's, you know, CCW is good for that. If you go to a range and there's any concern or any kind of issues, a CCW. Not that it's a get like get go to do not. What was it? Go to go. Wait. 
where do they go in Monopoly? I'm trying to say, like, does it go? Do not. I don't remember how it says it in Monopoly. I guess it's been a long time. But anyway, you know, it's not like you just get a pass by having it. But at the same time, if you're at a range and they're questioning something and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you've got your CCW from your state? Okay. We know that you've had at least some firearm safety more than likely. So it can be effective. And then when you're having uh, conversations with 2A uh, people in other states traveling, meeting each other. Uh, potentially it could come up where people are like, Hey, let me see something on your CCW. Let's compare CCWs. Well, if you don't have a CCW, it's tough to help other people compare CCWs or, you know, something, some collaborative project or something. So there's every once in a while, there's a use for a CCW. I'm not going to get too far into it on this one, but, uh, that's, I think one, uh, thing to have when you're traveling. Because they're just saying, in a lot of states, having a permit eliminates the background check when buying a firearm. Well, it eliminates the NICS call. Yes. Around here, gun shop owners smile when you hand them the concealed carry permit. Much easier for them. Oh, you know what? That's an interesting point. So we're talking about travel, but you could definitely be traveling in your own state. And when you travel in your own state, there's no issue buying a firearm at all. Other than you're buying it probably from a gun shop you're not familiar with and doesn't know you. So Gizzard brings up a great point there that if you're across the state, you know, you're there for a wedding, you're there for something, you know, that's where Craigslist had this thing that you needed to find and you went all the way across the state to get it. Well, now what are you going to do? You drive all the way across the state. I mean, I don't know if you live in one of the little tiny metric states back east, it doesn't matter, I guess. But back here, the states over here where the states are life size. They're like, it takes you half a day to drive across the state or maybe a whole day to drive across the state. Maybe more if you live in stupid Texas, right? So Sorry, not stupid Texas, but giant Texas, let's put it that way. So if you're one of these giant states and you got to, uh, you know, put some extra effort into getting to the other side of that state, you may want to do as much as you can while you're there. So checking out gun shops and stuff is going to be one of my pieces of advice for sure. But um, let's say you're shopping in a gun shop in state, but out of town and you find something that's awesome. And this has happened, I don't know, a zillion times for a million people. So that happens. And then what are you going to do? Be the guy with the nuisance, be the lady who never done this before or like Gizzard, whip out your CCW, smile comes to their face. They think, man, this is going to be easier than I thought. And that's when you hit them with the, can I get this for six bucks instead of 10? And then they go, of course, you're making my life easier. And I bought that for a buck. So I'm just as happy to get six bucks for it as I am 10. And that's how gun shops work. So uh, great point. Plus, it right away lets them know again that you've passed the background check, that you're legit. And a lot of times it lets them know that you're not just that you're like, good to go as far as the state saying you're good to go, but it also lets them know you're good to go in the respects that you've got an eye towards saving your own skin and people around you. You're paying attention to what's going on. So, you know, a, a CCW can be an indicator of someone who's got a uh, an aware mind instead of uh, your typical 
whatever you want to call the people that ain't paying attention to what's going on. So I guess we kind of turn that into a CCW thing. Um, but basically what we're trying to talk about today is 2A travel tips. So one of them I was going to hit on before Rob talked about the constitutional carry, which I eventually got to the part where sometimes your driver's license will count for constitutional carry, depending on how comfortable or uh, aware the state you're traveling to is of the state you came from. And if they've got a good relationship, some states hate each other, so they're never going to deal with each other's stuff. Some states like Oregon, the CCWs come from the county and not the state. So I think technically if to be an out-of-state person and you wanted to travel around Oregon, wait, you don't have to have more than one Oregon thing. But if you, I don't know, I th but you, you get your, it's like Nevada, you get your CCW from the county, so you need to go to that county to get it. And uh, that can be tough if you're trying to just be somebody from Florida getting an Oregon CCW. What, are you going to go to Oregon to pick it up? And then which county do you pick? So that's kind of what it was like in Vegas. Anyhow, so let's say you're traveling and we're getting back to the 2A travel part. So you're traveling for whatever reason. You're going to buy a monkey. You're going somewhere to pick up a robot monkey. Maybe your robot monkey is broken and you have to take it somewhere to get it fixed because those things aren't easy to fix anymore. So you're, again, you're traveling somewhere now. You're out of state. doesn't really matter, but let's say you're out of state. doesn't really matter, but you could also be on the other side of a big state. Technically, you could be in the next town over, but it's not as amazing when you're in the next town over. Uh, I'm going to recommend you go to the gun shops. So here's why. A couple of things. One, different stuff than you're used to. Two, uh, if like you're traveling to the count country and you're city folk or you're traveling to the city and you're county folk, country folk, then you're going to experience a different kind of thing. Every, I, I constantly experience people that are new, period. Like all y'all are new to things. It happens all the time. And, and what isn't new is me hearing about all the stuff y'all are new to. So I was listening to... I don't even want to say it. Someone who you would not expect. I don't think she said it was her first time shooting in an indoor range. But she made a remark about an indoor range that would make you think, oh, you would just assume this person would have experienced everything with guns or can experience anything with guns anytime she wants to. But she said something to the effect of, Shooting in an indoor range is such an interesting thing or whatever, because I never do it. And then it made me think about that. So that's a little bit stranger because some of y'all only shoot in indoor ranges, but so just take it and flip it the other way. Uh, those of us who almost always shoot outside, I mean, I have shot at indoor ranges for sure. I would have to seriously think about the last time I shot inside an actual range, not inside a building, but inside of a range a long time ago. So, you know, we all live in these different worlds or whatever. So when you travel, go check out these different places, right? You're going to find different people doing different ways, different guns, different ways. Um, so you check out these gun shops. There's lots of reasons. I'm going to say one, and then I'll start reading some comments again here. One of the reasons to check out these other gun shops is obviously all the selfish reasons, all the reasons that you selfish people want to go to these gun shops. 
But here's the reason that's not so selfish that you probably didn't think about because you're too busy being selfish about it. Uh, you go to another gun shop somewhere else and you experience it and you hang out. Ideally, you hang out for a little while. And part of the gun shop is experiencing the interaction between that gun shop owner or employee and the customers that they have, the type of customers and the way that they interact, what they interact about, right? But you, know, you take that, you take their layout, everything, the, the way that the store is uh, situated, the, the not just the organization of the store, but the way that it sits on its property and where it is in town. You know, you take all that data, and they've not necessarily taken notes, but you take that data and you go back to whatever gun shop is your favorite gun shop. We know whose favorite gun shop Tamarack Armory is, right? So you go back to your gun shop that you like so much, and guess what? Now you have something to offer that gun shop that could be useful for them. Now you don't have to give them a sit rep or a you know, download of all the intel, but you have that information and you have, you know, you can let them know, hey, I went to a shop in XYZ. And I've done that before. I mean, that's all I do is talk about gun shops. Sometimes when I hang out at gun shops half time. So hey, I went to a shop down in uh, Sierra Vista. So Sierra Vista is the little town that hangs out, it's kind of wrapped around Fort Hachuca. And there's, I mean, it's a it's an army town, so the populations of army towns fluctuate and migrate. You know, they change. The spouses and the families of the people on the fort uh, will come and go. They'll grow and you know move, or just the people will be transferred or PCS somewhere else. Uh, this is a training fort, so a lot of people show up for some amount of training or to be instructors, and then they move on. This isn't uh, come retire here type of thing for lots and lots of battalions of people or anything. So it's a small town, and like I say, all those other descriptions of it. Now, at the same time, it's a town that's pretty darn close to Mexico. It's about two-thirds of the way to Mexico from here. So if I'm 100 miles from Mexico, that place is more like 20, 30 miles from Mexico, and that's a different place like it's just different it's a little bit drier a little bit cooler maybe because it's up a little bit in the air anyway sierra vista is a neat little town and it's not that big i guess the other way to describe it is it's um the towns out here in the in the west where our where our states are bigger than y'all back in your metric size towns or states uh we have to have space in between our towns for all the stuff so the Sierra Vista is sort of like halfway between Tombstone and Tucson, kinda, kinda. And I think back in the old days, I say that because you have to go south to get to Sierra Vista. So it's not really on the way, but because of the way the mountains are and stuff, if you wanted to cut south of this one mountain ridge, then you could go to Sierra Vista and come around the other way. And I think that's why Sierra Vista exists where it does. Also, it was pretty good strategic advantage for anybody invading from Mexico, but that could be another conversation. Um, so when you talk about a town like that, um, I guess I spent a lot of time describing it, but that's the fun part about going to travel, right? Think about all those different things. Like, what's up with this town? Is is it been here like this forever? Like Tombstone? It's not going to really change. Tombstone kind of changes, but it also is completely the same all the time because it's Tombstone, for crying out loud. It wouldn't exist if it wasn't permanent. Um, other towns move all around constantly changing and evolving. So with that being said, Sierra Vista has four gun shops, five, seven gun shops sometimes, and they kind of come and go. 
um, going down there and experiencing those gun shops has been an experience to say the least because they fluctuate about twice as fast as the Tucson gun shops. So if there's 16 to 20 gun shops in Tucson, there's, like I say, maybe 10 shops at the most in Sierra Vista. If you don't count like backyard shops and home shops and stuff like that. So uh, going down to those shops can be a lot of fun and bringing back info. I guess I started this whole thing with bringing back info to your shop is kind of useful. So whenever I would go in and talk to the one shop about the one other shop in Tombstone, you know, we'd be like, oh, the one with the the one shop in Tombstone where I bought that PMR 30, by the way, if Smeggy's still out there. One where I bought the PMR 30, it has like a indoors inside the shop it has like a little roof built so that it feels like you're walking on an old-fashioned old-timey like uh town or something like from an old west movie so they kind of built it not really a set they just made the front of this one display case kind of feel like you're in an old west town so the way we talk about it is the one with the roof inside because there's this big roof inside like the outside roof of a shed sort of inside and it's a, I don't know if it was there and they just used it or if they made it. I don't really know. But uh, it's one of those things. And if you hadn't have been to the shop, you'd have no way to describe it. You'd have to say one of the seven shops in Sierra Vista, the one on whatever street and that kind of stuff. So I guess one of the reasons to go to the shops is to uh, have that common frame of reference with other shop owners who are probably going to a lot of shops. And I said I was going to quickly say all that, and then I didn't quickly say nothing. Oh, snap. Pat's out there throwing 10 hard-earned dollars at us. Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate that. This is happening on the, um, what do you call this? The Daily Gun Show channel. So I appreciate that. I'm not, I don't get that many things over here. So I haven't even looked at what Daily Gun Show you know brings in or whatever i can't imagine it's too many dollars i kind of forget that daily gun show is monetized so thanks for that i do appreciate it um so let's see we've got um i'm looking back at some of the comments here i knew there was something about travel in here Something to consider from Gizzard here. Something to consider. Rules differ from state to state. Sometimes, or some, you must open carry in a vehicle. Some, you must conceal carry. And some allow either. And that's a dilemma that we've had for a long time. When you move to another state or go to another state, you have to obey their laws. And their laws on guns are going to be different and completely without too much structure. Some of them mimic each other. The ones that are good. Just say, we don't have that many laws, so do what you want. Those are the ones that are good, and that's the majority of them. The other ones, though, can just, yeah, come up with all kinds of weird stuff. And some of those ones back east, the tiniest of metric states back east, are the ones that are the weirdest uh, rules, right? The whole one about that black powder. Some, like, some teacher got in trouble for having a black powder prop because it could have been technically used. It was technically a, a working gun, even though no one... I'm sure no one that touched it knew how to work it. They just knew that it could be worked if you loaded it with all the garbage to make it a black powder rifle or pistol. But that's certainly 
an example that we use all the time and it gets brought up with the actual details um, of why you wouldn't want to uh, just drive around assuming laws follow you because they don't. You, you go into laws of other places. We do have these federal ones that we're talking about that establish that all laws should be within the same realm or the same parameters, but until they're challenged, they're still up in the air. There, everybody does what they want. Each state does what it wants. Mich or Smeggy is saying Michigan hates Ohio, but they still recognize their CCW permits. And that's one of the things that uh, lets us, that proves that we can all get along because we recognize each other's CCWs. Uh, do your research before you travel, for sure. Having, uh, there's apps that have come and gone, so I don't know if there's any current apps. Some of the big organizations will put out like yearly or so. Uh, or maybe depending on if, you know, after legislation and stuff, they'll put out resources like the, the map. Oh, yeah, I did a lot. I think I'm fading pretty quick. Can you, is it just from being old? Like I can tell as soon as it's like, there you go, flip the switch. Now I'm going to be fighting, staying awake. Like I don't know if it's just from being old or if it's from I quit drinking coffee, you know, earlier in the day and I'm just drinking like water right now. So there's nothing keeping me artificially stimulated here. So anyhow, I'm sorry to ramble. I'm about fighting this uh, sleep, I guess. I'm uh, fighting the, the, the urge to just, uh, I'm just going to take a quick, I'm just going to close my eyes for a moment during the show here. Just for a moment. Let me just play this commercial and I'll close my eyes for just a moment. And then you wouldn't hear back from me again. Uh, so Grizzard is saying, do your research before you travel. I was saying about the apps, which I don't trust because... They come and go. None of them have stuck around for more than a little while. People come up with a great idea, and they might know how to make apps. They might know how to hire somebody to make apps. But what they don't know is how to make an app last over time. You know who does know how to do that? Nobody. Nobody makes an app last over time. They all take a tremendous amount of effort or a tremendous amount of money that pays for somebody's tremendous amount of effort. But apps are annoying and because the Internet changes constantly and because they're vulnerable and because people use them on their phone, and because people want into your phone, because there's lots of reasons to get into your phone, those apps are continually vulnerable. Because of that, you got to let somebody else build it, hope that they know what they're doing. And inevitably, at least with everything that's happened up till now, some combination of everything I just mentioned or something similar, gangs up on them and the apps are gone. So I do not like depending on the apps. That being said, the apps, how do you even know they're up to date? They could be up to date. They were probably up to date when they first set them up. And I can tell you from experience doing research and, and sharing it, the best you can hope for is to be right at the time that you put the research out there. Five minutes later, something can change and you're no longer right anymore. So that's fine if you're just giving people some general ideas or some leads to go do their own research. But when you're being the, uh, the resource for others, it's frustrating when something doesn't work. So um, those app things, I'm not a big fan of. However, um, most of the state's department of whatever, Department of Safety or the police or Department of Economic Security, whatever it might be that uh, does the CCW permits, they more than likely have a page that talks about the reciprocity and the uh, 
states that they recognize, states they don't. So unless you're going on an epic trip, if you're just going to a couple of three or five states, two states, one state, it's not impossible to go to the state's official records and at least get at a, as of whenever it was. Let's say it's 2022 and your state has not allocated funds or at least has not gotten around to producing the, you know, the information about the new data. Um, oh, yeah. See what happened there? As I was in mid-sentence, I felt myself falling asleep. Totally forgot what I was talking about. Managed to stay awake. And that all happened in the mid-sentence there. So uh, best you can do is for research before you travel is take a book with you or print out what the states will offer and have that as current as possible, some kind of a date stamp when you printed it. And then if you do get any kind of issue, you can say, hey, to the best of my due diligence, this is what I was able to determine. Uh, and if you really want, if you can't find anything good, take pictures of the inadequate Department of Safety website and ask them, oh, please let me see on the Department of website, you know, Department of whatever it is, website, where I click on to get the information you're asking me about, officer. Because I think there's something in there somewhere about, at least you would think that uh, if it's not possible to find the thing they're accusing you of, then it's kind of tough to accuse you of doing something wrong. All right, so I'm definitely getting worn out. What did I say? Secret word. Barbecue sauce? Um, I don't do much at the outdoor range except my homemade range up north. Hopefully we'll have more conversations just about ranges and uh, uh, we can get into outdoor, indoor, and that kind of thing. I definitely apologize because I can feel the the sleep a coming and I don't really want to fight it because it's uh it can't be even 10 o'clock here so that means uh I can get up early and do some stuff so um let's see smeggy is saying or sorry uh smeggy is saying I go to shops when I travel for work it is fun daily gun shop right on uh so traveling getting back to uh when you travel and then going to shops uh, what's neat is you go to a shop and then you, when you travel and then when you travel again to that location, it might be on a regular basis, it might be intermittently, or it might be, not, you know, lifetime later, you've got something to compare it to that's cool and not just like, oh, I see in the roof of that building that I don't know what it is or like, oh, look at the clock tower or whatever thing that they're, you know, they're impressed with. So they're going to keep it up to date no matter what. But you go into a gun shop, that's a true indicator, a true barometer how that's what's going on, right? Your gun shop turns into uh, from this kind of gun shop into that kind of gun shop with same owner. You know, that's an indicator of what's going on there. So uh, traveling, going to gun shops, I recommend you uh, if they are OK with it. And thanks to the people who who. Uh, yep, see, definitely getting tired. But anyways, I'm saying thanks to the people that uh kind of started, paved the way for uh, gun shops to be not as scared to the internet. If you can find a shop that you travel to and uh, let them know you want to share their shop with the internet, uh, more than likely they know what that means. And unless they're doing something that they don't want, you know, like, oh, I'm in the middle of ripping the carpets out and I don't want my shop online, you know, looking bad, or I have low inventory, that'll happen. They don't want to tell you that. 
But if you look around a shop and they don't have much stuff on the shelves and you really want to share the shop because you're just interested in sharing the shop and they go, nah, I'd rather not you take, I'd rather you don't take pictures. It might be because they don't want their shop to look empty, right? They want their shop to look full. So you might say, is there a better time I could come back when you're, when you'd have more time to prepare or something, you know, whatever, and then find out. Anyhow, again, I'm, I'm losing it because I don't remember where I started that whole tangent. Something about taking pictures, gun shops, maybe. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely losing it. So with this one, I think I'll leave it live, even though I don't, I'm pretty sure the end of this one got pretty mashed. It's sort of like it looks good in the front. You go to grab it, you take it home, and you get it, and you look at it, and you're like, oh, man, the whole back smashed off of this thing. Like, I should have looked at the whole thing when I bought it. Well, you should have looked at the whole thing when you started this show because the end of it's getting really sloppy. But uh, I'll take a minute here before I, I'm, I'm sure if I just, if I let myself just end this thing and lean back, I would pass out like I'm that tired. So uh, I'll just say thanks to Pat for showing up. Thanks to DJ for showing up. Thanks to Krabby Turtle for showing up. And I think Barbecue showed up also, didn't he? Gizzard was out there. Let's not forget Gizzard. And Rob came in at the beginning when no one else was willing to show up. Rob was there asking questions, talking about uh, constitutional carry. Um, so Alabama wins tonight for being the state that you should travel to. Thanks to Rob. Thanks for uh, representing Alabama. And Pat, question, what's the biggest hurdle in your state with gun laws? In Arizona with gun laws? That's a good question. I haven't put much thought into it. So off the top of my head, the biggest hurdle. Oh, you know what? Because Arizona is pretty decent, right? We're pretty set. And I don't, I'm just talking shit because I'm tired. But you know what we don't have is any state that's challenging the marijuana, what do you call that thing? Recreational marijuana card thing. So maybe something to, uh, Put something out there, one way or the other. You know, I'd rather it be leave everybody alone, of course. But if it's going to be Arizona to be the one that's like, if you do this, then you can't do that, some kind of bullshit, then freaking say it, right? Put it down there so that somebody, FPC or whoever, can take it to court. But uh, I think that's one that uh, until they just say, end the stupid war on drugs already, and then that's not an issue anymore. Uh, I would like to see something like that. Now, it's just uh, off the top of my head, and there's probably better things or maybe something more appropriate for Arizona. But uh, that's the one I could think of just because I feel like we're in a pretty good spot right now. The stuff that I see the Arizona Citizens Defense League doing is pretty much like setting preventative things in place. They're not really defending nothing. There's nothing that's really being brought up. Uh, but there's a lot of defensive stuff already played. And I think that 4D chess preventative measures, I mean, people understand it, I guess. But since there's no result, the best result you can hope for is the other side doesn't even pursue that fight. Then there's no payoff, really. I mean, the payoff is the lack of fight. And that's hard for people to quantify or justify. So I could see Arizona being the test bed or whatever it's called, the sample case for Supreme Court taking the whole marijuana card slash CCW card, one but not the other. And there's something about that with police too, like police 
oh, I forget where, somewhere and they said the police can be off duty and smoke the marijuanas, but like, how does that jive with when you're back on duty and you pissed it bad or whatever? See, I don't know how that works. So that's where I'd like to see that one. Otherwise, the old people. But I don't know any laws for old people. Well, we got a pretty good share of old people in Arizona, way older than me. And uh, you would think we'd be right for some kind of a like elderly lawsuit. Because the NFA has to, it is against old people. It's against the elderly. And uh, it would be neat to see the NFA challenged. Uh, Gizzard is saying, Pat, in the bunker, the biggest hurdle is if you are 18 to 20 year olds, you have to have a CCW to purchase a handgun and to conceal carry. Oh, I see. The biggest hurdle to constitutional carry then. Or are you saying that's just the biggest hurdle? Actually, right now, they're about to say 18 to 20, you can't even buy a handgun. Or no. You just have to go back through extra hand, extra checks. I'm too tired. I can't remember anymore. I'm now forgetting laws. Mm, or would a robot that wants to make people think it's human sacrifice the last seven minutes of a show to act like it was, quote unquote, tired? But anyway, with that, uh, thanks for the uh, thank you. And thanks for the people who showed up to watch this thing live even though it wasn't really scheduled and I turned out to kind of fall asleep about 40 something minutes into it. Uh, tomorrow is the weekly wrap up. It's been a pretty awesome week. I've got it 90% set up. I've got some uh, good news today or I got some good news today. So stay tuned for an interesting next couple of weeks because I've got a whole new opportunity coming up here that uh, you all will be the recipients of if you watch the other channel. And you like playing with interesting guns and stuff. Um, otherwise, uh, some drone stuff will be happening. And uh, in the coming weeks, we'll be uh, ripping apart every second matters, pushing it back all together in a better way or a different way, hopefully a better way. And then that'll be a whole nother pile of stuff. So Gizzard is saying, I was, refer I was referring to Kansas law specifically. The point was that constitutional carry only applies from age 21 on. Oh, see, I didn't realize that. That's an interesting thing. And I wonder what, if, what kind of weird concession that was. Um, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. That's a whole nother topic for people's opinion of 18 year olds. With that, I got to end it because I'm definitely, it feels like I've got scotch tape holding my eyes open. So I'll quit complaining about it. Say thanks again and do this. Then do this. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. Uh, this is Thursday, so that makes tomorrow Friday. Anybody that purchases stuff tomorrow does get free things. And I was also going to break in here to say something that I already forgot by saying that what I didn't even need to say because the video just said it. Oh. 
Here's the ending. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Do 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 do.